When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next guest is one of my favorite politicians ever. Not only because he's Jewish, I get it. Rosenberg, Lieberman, I get it. But above and beyond that, you know, John is always talking about common sense Republicans and common sense Democrats. I don't think, for the most part, those people exist anymore. I think we are so divided that we just hate each other. I hate your side. You hate my side. I think Joe Lieberman is one of the very last common sense politicians. He's a Democrat, but you, he's a smart guy. I mean, common sense. And I'm looking forward to hear what he has to say about this horrible speech by President Biden last night. Here he is, my friend Joe Lieberman. Uh, Senator, good morning. How are you, pal? Hey, Sid. I'm, I'm, I'm good, and I'm even better than that after your generous introduction. Even when we disagree, I, I, I would say the same about you, your common sense also. So our our grandparents would have, since you brought in the uh, Jewish factor, would have used the uh, uh, Yiddish word sechel, which is, yes, means common yes, sense. Yes, yes, I know that word very well. And uh, <laughs> this coming from you is, is I'm, I'm, listen, I'm very, very tan, so it's hard to see if I'm blushing. But Joe Lieberman, you just made me blush, I swear to God. So thank you for saying all those things. So with that said, I just, I just called you a common sense Democrat, which you are, and a brilliant man. Uh, what did you think? I, I thought last night's speech was dark divisive. And it's one thing to call out your political competitor, Donald Trump. That's fine. But when you start calling 71 million Americans like me, like Bernie and others, you start calling us, you know, threats and you start calling us extremists. I'm not okay with that, Joe. Yeah. So this is great because we're going to agree in part and disagree in part. Okay. So I I thought, let, let me take the first part on which I agree. Uh, the, the comment he made, I forgot uh, what day, in the last week or so, where he described, seemed to describe all Republicans as semi-fascist, that really was a mistake because, and I, uh, because it's just not true, and it, and it heatens up the debate, which is what President Biden uh, always accuses President Trump and other Republicans of doing and and if you say that you got to try to live by it yourself that was a mistake and unfortunate i think in some ways he tried to correct that last night by distinguishing between maga republicans and non-maga republicans but the i would say overall stepping back from that part of it uh the speech was an important speech and uh you got to take it obviously in the context of where we are, which is uh, about to begin the last couple of months of an important congressional campaign, which looks like it's going to be uh, close in both houses, closer in the House than we thought. It looked like it was going to be a runaway by Republicans. I would say the Republicans are still favored to win. But you got now on President Biden, the, the basically the titular head of the Democratic Party, and he's sitting out the, the campaign theme, and he raised it up a notch, no question, and we'll see how how uh, people react to it in both parties and, and just people in the middle. 
But when I say he raised it up a notch, he made it not just a debate about, you know, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act or border security or whatever. He, he, he made it about democracy and said that uh, President Trump and the MAGA Republicans were threatening uh, democracy. And I, I, what I want to repeat is hard to know at this point what the effect of that will be uh, politically. It, it, it may fire up the Democratic base, although it may also fire up the Republican base in uh, defense of uh, Trump. So it's going to be a, a hell of a ride from here uh, to Election Day and an important one. And I, I think people are enthusiastic about voting, and uh, that'll be one of the keys to how it comes out. I think generally the Republicans, frankly, from the polling I've seen, has been, have been a little more enthusiastic about voting, and maybe part of the intention of the speech last night was to fire up the Democratic base. We'll see. Well, there are two things. First of all, Biden and Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, his secretary, yes. have, have never been able to distinguish the difference between a MAGA extremist and a Republican. I think I'm both, and I'm a pretty rational guy. They can't distinguish because the truth is they don't even know themselves. So I, I don't want to hear that there's a difference between – no, it's not. They're, they're calling out all Republicans. But secondly, I'll say this, Joe, okay? Uh, it was yeah. a desperate attempt last night because if he went out there, Joe Biden, and he said, listen, these elections are two months away. Look what I've done. And he was able to rattle off peace in the Middle East, which Donald Trump did. Yeah. A great economy, which Donald Trump did. No attacks, no, no, no wars in Ukraine or in Taiwan, which Donald Trump did. Then I would say, hey, take a look at this guy. Come two months. He didn't do that. Yeah. Last night, yeah. all he did was bang up the other side because the truth is, Joe, he's got nothing to, to, to rest on. What has he done? Yeah, so uh, l- let me say it, and it, you, you made a couple of good points along the way, which I'll Thank agree you. and disagree okay. in part, <laughs> which, which is I always think it's better uh, instead of sort of painting with a broad br- brush, as somebody once said, oh, I mean, this is what happens too much in American politics today. One side says, oh, the other side is just all full of people who are terrible, bad Americans, et cetera. Uh, better to take people on on their ideas. So incidentally, I already saw on, on the wires some complaints by some Democrats that uh, Biden didn't talk about the uh, Supreme Court decision on Roe versus Wade. He didn't talk about uh, the uh, climate change accomplishments, really, because it wasn't that kind of speech. So I think he's got to come. he's got to come back to that. Although uh, I will say uh, that that part of uh, you might say part of the political uh, advantage he was hoping for is that the speech last night puts President Trump right back in the middle at right really at the top of the uh, debate and campaign season. And I think uh, Democrats feel that that's better than having a debate about uh, uh, the economy, which is suffering from inflation, or crime, which is which is going up. So I think you're going to find Biden, President Biden, coming back and bragging about the infrastructure reform bill, uh, the uh, gun safety bill, the 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 various things, the chips bill, the semiconductor bill, the various things that that happened on his watch, uh, and the Republicans, of course, will be saying, hey. Uh, we were part of some of that. That's that's why they passed. But but uh, what about inflation? What about the economy? 
what about crime? What about the border? So it, it, as I say, it's going to be a hell of a battle. And uh, I would say the odds are still that the Republicans take the House. The Senate, uh, right now, I'd say it's a toss-up. Yeah, I agree. I actually think the Democrats have a better shot at the Senate. I'm not sure about Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker and, and a few yeah. other spots. But, yeah. in, you know, it's, that's a tougher call. Senator Joe Lieberman here with uh, with me this morning. And, and Joe was, was a great senator and was almost vice president, mind you, right. of the United States. So you've been around a long time, you and your beautiful wife, Adasi. You've seen a lot. You've seen a yes. lot, a lot of politics. And I asked Bill O'Reilly the same question. I was born in 1967. So the very tumultuous year, Joe, in 1968, yes. I was one. I can't tell you I remember Nixon and the country, but I've been told by my father and other relatives that was a rough year. But they also say to me, and maybe it's because of social media, they don't know that right now this is the most divided they remember the country maybe ever what does joe lieberman say yeah no i agree i mean uh you know thank god i've lived a, a, a good number of years and i've been through some divided times in our country such as the ones you talked about over vietnam and nixon and all and everything over iraq in a different way but nothing like what we're going through now. I mean, we're really divided into two warring camps uh, politically, and uh, it, it's, it affects almost it affects not just politics, but a lot of other things. I saw a poll a couple of years ago, which I actually I, I looked at it three times because I didn't believe it was right. You ask people, <laughs> but, uh, you ask people, how, how do you feel if your child married a, and a, and then it's a person of a different religion, a person of a different race, a person of a different sexual orientation, etc., a person of a different political party, the one that people were most upset about was a person of a different political party. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. That's really, that's really <laughs> hard, hard to believe. So you know what? Uh, we we, we got to figure a way to get over this because we've always had spirited politics in our country right from the beginning, right from the the colonial and post-colonial independence period, but we also figured out a way to to work together uh, after the elections. And yeah, we disagreed, but it wasn't like uh, we, we were enemies of one another. This really hurts our country. It hurts us in the world, and it stops us from getting some some things done. So, one of the things I've worked on is a group called No Labels, which tries to uh, elect um, you might say centrists. Uh, Republicans and Democrats to Congress and to support them if they try to work together to get something done. I mean, that's the that's the future of our uh, country. And uh, if we're going to be great again, which most Americans think we're not now, and uh, that that's just not what America was like when you and I were growing up. And I grew up a long time before you yeah. did. We made yeah. it. We made it yeah. through all that stuff. Yeah, and we got we got to get back to that again. I mean, there, there was that period for me when I was growing up when when Jimmy Carter was a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, but when I was twelve yeah. in nineteen seventy nine, I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" My dad was driving. I was in gas lines. You know, we're getting yeah. uh, we had hostages in Iran. We're boycotting the Olympics, and in came Ronald Reagan. I was like, "Yeah, I'm an American." I was thirteen years old. I was just getting bar mitzvah. But you know, talking about getting bar <laughs> talking bar mitzvah, Joe. I had Dove Heikendon a couple of days ago, and it's not just the politicians; it's the media. 
The media is very one-sided, and, and they do lie a lot. So, for example, CNN did a story last week on anti-Semitism, near and dear to your heart, like it is mine, okay? And they started talking about white supremacists and the KKK. And I have to tell you, Joe, I live in a town in New York where there's a lot of anti-Semitic crime, and about right. 95% of it is committed by black People, not white supremacists, not KKK, but CNN had no issue going on and lying about it. And that is another issue with this country. We cannot be afraid to call out the people who are really committing the acts. Yeah, I, on the question of anti-Semitism, Chris, I totally agree with you. There has been a, a real rise in anti-Semitism, and it's coming from both left and right. And the left part of it was left out of that CNN uh, documentary, um, which I saw. But on the broader point you're making, uh, it, it, the media has really changed in my lifetime. Now, it's true. When, when I was growing up, uh, there were three broadcast networks. That was it. That's where you got the news. And honestly, Walter Cronkite, Huntley Brinkley, I didn't know whether they were liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat. They just... They, they told us the news. Right. And now, uh, 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 both through the cable networks particularly, people go, as somebody once said to me, they're looking for an echo chamber. They want to go to the network or uh, that tells them what they believe and get sort of fired up uh, about that. And, of course, social media, the Internet, has multiplied it uh, a thousand, a million times yep. more. And it And what happens, and I can tell you, because I was there in Congress, members of Congress, politicians begin to play to the partisan media because they know, hey, if they go left or right, then the left or right media will give them time on the air, and that's good for their careers. That's true. It's true. And and that somehow, you know, we believe in the First Amendment, so you can't legislate this, but somehow the viewers, the listeners, have to demand that they they get the straight stuff. Uh, at night, I have a theory. That one of the reasons uh, the the, the network the uh, streamers like Netflix and all are doing well is that after a period of time everybody says you know I'm I'm kind of sick of what I'm hearing on cable news I already <laughs> heard it three times tonight yep. let's see what's on the hey, other you know who does that me I got it and I'm I'm involved in a, in a I'm number one here in New York now number one news talk politics I talk to very important people like you yeah. and and I got to tell you at the end of the day I'm watching the Mets. I'm watching Netflix. Exactly. I'm, playing, I'm watching Will Housewives of New Jersey. I don't care anything but what we're talking about right now. Yeah, me too. Me too. We need a, we need a break. You know? yeah, it's true. It's true. So on the way out then, Joe, if Trump doesn't win, it's going to be Ron DeSantis. And guess what? He's got just as much venom as Donald Trump. And if Biden doesn't run, it doesn't win. It's going to be Buttigieg or Kamala Harris. And they've got just as much venom. As Joe Biden, my question is: There is no help really on the horizon. How do we change it? Oh boy, it's a heck of a question. Well, <laughs> well, tr Trump is a unique in himself. I mean, DeSantis—I don't really know him, but I've watched him. He has a lot of Trump's positions, but he's not honestly as unprotectable True. as the as the Donald is. True. And hard to say on the Democratic side. Democratic side, in my opinion. Uh, doesn't have as strong a bench right now as the Republicans do, uh, assuming uh, Biden does not run again. So, uh, uh, listen, I, I will tell you that people are talking again about a third 
party ticket. And uh, it, it is no, not much history in America of that working. You've got to go back to Abraham Lincoln for the last time it worked in 1860. But people are so fed up. If, if both parties yep. go, go to the extreme, th- there may be a really viable yep. uh, third-party ticket. Maybe it'll even be bipartisan. But it certainly has to be independent. And who knows what might happen? Well, you know, you say it, it worked. I mean, I got to tell you, the third party independent candidate, while not winning, made sure that Bill Clinton beat Bush 41. So in that respect for your party, it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah, it did then. You never know. I mean, this is the the, the risk. It could elect Trump next time. So <laughs> Let's hope so. Come on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Hey, Sid, great, great to talk you to you. Too. I, I, God bless you. Have a good Labor Day weekend. You and too. You too. All the best soon. to your lovely family. And uh, thank you, thank for, you. For, for spending time with me. You're a great, great American and a wonderful man. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. God bless you. <laughs> Take care, Joe. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.